Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. As we get this Wednesday program started, some housekeeping to get in order before we get into the nitty-gritty of the show. And I'm sure that I'd probably take a call or two on it, so that's why I'm trying to, like, preempt it. It looks like, it feels like, come June, I will be taking a little bit of a hiatus away from you guys. And don't worry, everything's all right. I'm going to be right where I need to be on WFN, but you're just going to have to catch me a couple hours earlier. So as we await the return of Major League Baseball and the NBA and the NHL and, of course, the NFL and college football, which are still a couple of months away. Throughout the month of June, we will be doing our show from 7 p.m. until 11 p.m. So I'm going to miss not having my boy Mike Flugelman. I mean, we already have the separation that we're dealing with right now to begin with. But we will be kicking butt 7 to 11 nightly. So that will be our Monday to Friday routine. Baseball comes back, and then we'll see where it takes us. So 7-11 throughout the month of June. All right, now that we got that out of the way, let's get right down to business, shall we? Number one, before we get to our trip down memory lane, very, very interesting and not the least bit surprising that now Major League Baseball, who has kind of held steadfast about the agreement they made with the Players Association, the prorated salaries, The Players Association basically saying we had conversations back in March that if indeed there were situations in which there were no fans in the stands, a different agreement would be in order. A different agreement would be talked about. The owners, via the scoop from Joel Sherman in the New York Post, are trying to claim otherwise. The owners are trying to make their case. The Players Association is trying to make their case. Here's what I know. The bottom line, they need to play baseball. P 
Period. End of story. No questions asked. If it is possible from a medical standpoint, and by all accounts, it appears that it is possible to have a major league season starting within the next, I don't know, seven, eight weeks, right around July 4th weekend. Maybe it's the week after. Who the hell knows? But now that you have the ability to play games in stadiums without fans, you got to find a way to get some common ground. So I'm kind of sick and tired. I don't know about you guys hearing about what the owners have to say, what the Players Association has to say, what smoking gun might be there in an email, uh, what was talked about in mid-March, what wasn't talked about in mid-March. Who the hell knows? You weren't there. I wasn't there. We can only follow what we're hearing. We can only follow what the reports may be. Here's what I'm looking for. Games to be played. I'm looking forward to the day where I can come on the air and boom, Yankee reaction, Met reaction, NBA reaction. I miss doing those sort of shows. And I kind of forgot in many ways what it's like to do those sort of shows as we are now basically... 70 plus days. Let that sink in. 70 plus days without a live sporting event involving one of the major four. I know we had the NFL draft. Not a game. I know we had free agency. Not a game. I know for some of you, you might get into the UFC. For me, I couldn't care less. I'll get into the golf over the weekend. I know for some of you, not your cup of tea. But we all have that common love. The game of baseball. The game of football. Basketball. Hockey. Whatever suits your fancy. And I miss it. Oh my goodness, I miss it like crazy. I mean, I'm getting into my movies. I'm getting into my routine. I had a good round of golf today, which I'm very happy about. Makes up for what happened on Sunday, where I'll be honest, folks. Sunday, I looked like a guy who had never played a round of golf before in his life. Today, much better. Drive was feeling good. Feeling good on the green. Now I'm ready to play with Rascona on Friday. But listen, when you play with Rascona, you got to step your game up. The great Brian Rascona at WFN. So we have a socially distant round. You know, we keep our space. We do our thing. But he's damn good. So in a way, it kind of like fires you up a little bit. Because you're trying to keep up with a stud. I mean, what can I tell you? But I miss the idea of, all right, I do whatever I do throughout the day. And then boom, I come home and there's a sporting event on. So, I hope that those days are ahead. I hope that Major League Baseball, its owners, and its Players Association can get their heads out of their rear ends and figure out a way to get this season to where it needs to be in early to mid-July because it's what the American public and what New York City is very much looking forward to, along with brighter days ahead. But if you're a sports fan, it can help ease you back to where you need to be. That's the power of sports. Let's get to our trip down memory lane, shall we? And I saw that the anniversary of the Armando Benitez, Tino Martinez plunking was on Tuesday. And I'll never forget watching that game because remember the Yankees and the Orioles back in early 1998 had quite the rivalry going. 96? Yankees played a bunch of great games with the Orioles in the regular season. 
They ended up barely holding on to win the American League East. And, of course, they ended up matching up in the American League Championship Series where the Yankees went on and won in five games. And they got great series out of Daryl Strawberry and Cecil Fielder. They had the infamous Cal Ripken last out to Derek Jeter when he sliding head first trying to beat it out. And Torrey getting all sorts of emotional when the Yankees clinched the pennant down at Camden Yards. But in 97, the Orioles were damn good again. They actually outlasted the Yankees for the American League East. And both ended up going to the playoffs. And both ended up getting knocked out by the same opponent. The Cleveland Indians. Cleveland knocked out the Yankees in the division series. Knocked off the Orioles in the championship series. But as you went into May in 1998, that was one of those series you looked at and you said, wow, this is a real litmus test. The Yankees who got off to that terrible start on the West Coast were humming and firing on all cylinders. And that game against the Orioles, tight game, tie game, not after Bernie Williams hits one on way, way back. I want to say it was either a grand slam or a three-run homer. I'm pretty sure it was a grand slam. But he sends Yankee Stadium into a frenzy. Yankees get to the fraud that is Armando Benitez. And in one of the most cowardly moves you're ever going to see, Benitez gives up the salami to Bernie and takes 98 miles an hour and throws it right into the back of Tino Martinez. And when you talk about one of the best baseball brawls you're ever going to see, and I know... If you go back to the 1960s and the 1970s, you might get a better one. I know Bobby Usler was talking about the Mets and the Reds and the great brawl with Pete Rose and Buddy Harrelson in 1973, and I get it. I believe it. But things had kind of tamed quite a bit by the time you hit 1998. You didn't have as many of those. Players, in many ways, were far more cordial. They were far more lovey-dovey. And now it's to a point where it's just beyond outrageous. I mean, it's tough to take, to be honest with you. I think way too many of these guys are just way too nice to each other. And I'm all for sportsmanship, and I'm all for, you know, respecting your opponent. But while you're on the field, geez, enough with the love fest. But you got 1998. One of the best baseball brawls you're ever going to see. Daryl Strawberry, Graham Lloyd. These guys are throwing haymakers. Haymakers. Carrying it all the way into the Orioles' dugout. With the single purpose of finding Armando Benitez and beating the living daylights out of him. Benitez, little did we know, would go from being this infamous Yankee villain in that 98 regular season, a magical year for the Yanks, and would find his way to Flushing. And it started in a setup role for Johnny Franco. It changed rather quickly into Armando Benitez becoming the closer of the New York Mets. And Benitez had some good regular seasons. Make no mistake. If you look at his regular season numbers in 99 and in 2000, you look back on them and you say, wow, productive seasons. No way can you diminish and bash the 
earned run average of 185 in 1999 or even 261 in the year 2000. Now it started to change in 2001, but there was just something about Benitez in a big game that always had you feeling some sort of hesitation. It, it was one of those instances of Armando Benitez can save a game from April to August, no problem. But if you put him in a big game in September, if you put him in a big game in October, that trust factor, that confidence level, is not going to be there. And he's probably a little unfair to identify and pinpoint as the number one player of this exercise that I'm looking to accomplish here throughout the show and what I'm looking to do. But Armando Benitez had plenty of games in big spots that he yucked up. And he yucked them up in a big way. Whether it was in the 99 National League Championship Series, in which the Mets ended up getting themselves a lead in the late innings of that game. Benitez could not close the deal. Of course, game one of the 2000 World Series, despite the Timo Perez base running brain fort, Benitez in the at-bat to Paul O'Neill, and then, of course, Luis Polonia hitting a single. Benitez blowing that game. And then I even think about 2001 as the Mets came back, returned to action, and obviously everyone was feeling the emotion and the feel-good vibes of the comeback and the Mike Piazza home run on Friday night, but I vividly remember Benitez that weekend blowing a massive, massive lead to the Atlanta Braves. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm sure Bob or Fleegs or one of the Braves fans is going to be all over this. I want to say Brian Jordan on that given Sunday got to him. It was either Brian Jordan or Marcus Giles. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I do vividly remember Benitez blowing that save. And it kind of was par for the course with him as Met Closer. Game took on added importance. Game took on more meaning. The confidence level was not there for the Met Closer. So what I'm looking to do over the next three and a half to four hours, and it may be given teams, like obviously, if I'm going to talk choke artists, the 2004 Yankees would take the, the cake, the entire team. But I do want to focus more so on the individual that you look at in your years of watching sports and you say, wow, this guy was the definition of a choke artist. Now, that term can be used rather loosely because some may even put somebody like Patrick Ewing with the failed guarantees and the missed finger roll against the Indiana Pacers and put him in that realm. Great player. All-time great Nick. I, for one, don't feel particularly comfortable putting him in that sort of category. But there might be somebody listening to the show right now saying, JJ, the hell with that. I want to put him in there. Clayton Kershaw is another guy. Clayton Kershaw is one of the best left-handed pitchers in the history of baseball. I think you have to get that on record. I think you have to throw that out as a disclaimer before you're going to take a shot at the guy because if I'm just going to come on the air and say, Clayton Kershaw, choke artist, you're going to look at the back of the baseball card and be like, JJ, what is your problem? But if you think about Clayton Kershaw 
in big games throughout his career. Quentin Kershaw last year against the Nationals. Two-run lead in the eighth inning. Back-to-back homers. Rendon and Soto. Now, obviously, Game 5 of the World Series in 17 kind of takes on a different meaning now knowing what the Houston Astros might have been uh, looking at and what the Houston Astros might have been doing as far as technology, as far as sign-stealing and all that jazz. But it's still on the ledger for Clayton Kershaw. A pivotal Game 5, a massive lead, and he flushes it right down the toilet. Maybe costing his team a chance to go and win a World Series. And you can find other games of Kershaw just not getting it done and not being the same pitcher that he was throughout the regular season. To me, Quentin Kershaw and Peyton Manning have that in common. Here's the only difference. Peyton Manning has two Super Bowl championships. Quentin Kershaw right now is still searching for that first World Series. And until his team wins the World Series, and until he maybe runs through and dominates postseason and has that sort of moment on a winning team, these moments in which he falls short are going to continue to haunt him. And it's an all-time great. But I get the sense he is the sort of guy that could be lumped into the category of the night. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.